for today's podcast. It's time for another board meeting recap, Dr. Smith. So thanks for taking the time to go through last night's board meeting with us. You bet. So, you know, last night was kind of an interested meeting. We'll go through this, but we had our standard agenda, of course. And then uh, towards the end of the meeting, we got into a, a part deals with public hearing or it is a public hearing. So we'll touch on that here in just a bit. You can explain what was going on and, and why that was necessary. So if you want, just take it away with consent items or we can start maybe with good news. Let's, let's hit on that. Let's, it's always good to start with some good news. So let's not forget that. So I'll just go through a list quickly. So we want to shout out the North High Huskies. We've got an all city sports trophy that's been around since 1978. You get points for all your sports and North High School won that for the first time. So a lot of pride out there in their athletic department. Uh, we talked about September being student attendance month. Um, and you know, that's something this year, it's a little bit different. We always promote of course, good school attendance. But this year, there's a caveat along with that. We always want to remind people, make sure you're following the screening guidance for COVID. We want students at school, but if they're showing any possible symptoms, of course, we want to err on the side of caution and have them stay home. Um, Helfrick Park, your alma mater for kindergarten That's through right. eighth grade, uh, is going to be featured in an upcoming issue of Evansville Business Journal. They've got a partnership with Barry Plastics that I know you've been a part of that before. Um Really Actually, I've just observed Megan does a phenomenal job at Helford yeah. Park, and that partnership is really all hers. So, Yeah, uh, and just kudos. to have those students get that incredible experience really is something for middle school students. Uh, we've got a JROTC program here in EVSC that really has just been a growing program. Uh, in the recent past, and they recently competed in Tennessee, and they won first place in a one of the divisions, along with seven other awards. So a big shout out to them. That program is for all EBSC students that are inter interested. It actually takes place at Harrison High School. So kudos to them. And then also a big shout out to Andrea Husk. She's our cafeteria manager at Bossy High School. And she was recognized as the Albion Fellows Bacon Award winner in the Unsung Hero Award category at a recent Women's Equality Day. And Andrea does a great job and really typifies um, just so many of our employees that are a little more behind the scenes. You may not see as frequently as you would that classroom teacher, but without them, uh, well, we just wouldn't make it. So a big shout out to her and just all of our employees, whether they're the ones you see in the front or the ones behind the scene, because those 3,400 employees make a big difference in the lives of our students. So with that being said, let's turn it back over to you then, Dr. Smith. And if you want to start us off with consent items. Certainly will. Under consent items 2.01, we have certainly the minutes of the August 23rd, 2021 executive session and regular board meeting. Moving on to item 2.02, .02, consideration of allowance of payments, only $8.3 million this time. And um, I like it when those payments are lower. Uh, and that number really does fluctuate every time you and I go through this. Some, some two-week period, it's higher. Sometimes it's lower. All right. This is actually... Uh, coming off, I think it's the last payment that reflects the summer pay. Okay. And our workforce is down a little bit in summer, uh, not as much as some might think. Uh, but that really is uh, why that's a little bit less over that two-week period of time. And really not unlike your own household budget, some months just a little more expenses tend to come up. So right. you, you may have some different expenses from month to month. Clearly. And I think as people know, we're... We have 26 pays in EVSC as most school districts do. So there are two months with a three-pay month where sure. uh, those months are much, much heavier when sure. it comes to our expenses. Moving on to item 2.03, consideration to approve grant proposals. We had two up for consideration. Um, one was from New Tech Institute, and they were 
seeking money from the uh, NEF First Robotics and Toyota to fund their uh, robotics program. They've got a great uh, robotics program at New Tech, and uh, as you know, they are IDOE STEM certified school. So uh, we appreciate uh, any help that uh, charitable organizations give them to help that program continue to be first class. And then uh, Dr. Stubbs took the Title I basic grant for approval last night. That is a non-competitive grant, and it's based upon your census data. Moving on then to item 2.04, consideration to approve program of studies. This is really somewhat unusual uh, as this is really, I think, impacting one student this particular time, but it's through the EVSC Early College High School program that is uh, collaboration with Ivy Tech Community College. And Ivy Tech offers a course called Technical Math for completion of a certificate, I believe, in welding. And that, while it does meet IDOE standards, we currently do not have an EVSC offered math credit that aligns with that. So by the board taking action to approve this to include it in our uh, program of studies, then the student can receive the certificate uh, in welding by uh, completing the technical math class. So I think it's a win for everybody. And when you talk about program of studies, of course, you're talking about any class falls within that that's offered at the high school level. Our board has to approve those at some point because you're issued a credit in those courses. Correct. Then moving on to 2.05, consideration approve the electrical distribution line easement with center point energy for Oak Hill Elementary School. This really benefits Oak Hill because it takes one of the telephone poles out of the middle of a sidewalk uh, and then will also allow Oak Hill to be fed uh, by two uh, points or two separate uh, directions uh, in case of the power outage at uh, Oak Hill. So it just builds in some redundancy, and it's a win to get the telephone pole out of the middle of the sidewalk. And we appreciate uh, Center Point Energy for approaching us to do that work. 2.06, consideration for change order number two with Art Construction Company Incorporated for the Central High School um, Entrance Repair and Stadium Turf Project. This really is the final uh, change order, and uh, basically it uh, allows us to uh, deduct $3,986 by making a few additions and then a, a big deduction because we did not have to uh, remove and replacing the number two rock that is under the turf. And then moving on to 2.07, consideration to prove the, neural, the renewal with College Board for PSAT. Um, so there are really three buckets moving into the graduating class of 2023, one being a high school diploma, one being uh, to demonstrate work readiness, and then the other is the college uh, readiness competencies. And so uh, successfully scoring uh, a certain level of a benchmark on the SAT fulfills one of those benchmarks for um, graduation for high school. And what EVSC is doing is now providing, once again, uh, we, we uh, put a pause on that because of the pandemic last year. This year, we're hopeful that uh, conditions will ease a bit and we will once again return to offering PSAT free of charge for all of our 8th and ninth graders, which we think is a tremendous benefit for our students. And, and not to overlook is the fact that you said for all students. This isn't something that Correct. they're just signing up for or coming in on a weekend, something like that. This is giving 
every single student at those two grade levels exposure to this test. Correct. They will have the opportunity to do that each and every student in eighth and ninth grade yeah. during the school day. Then moving on to item 2.08, consideration to prove music therapy consulting agreement. From time to time, we do have need for that therapy uh, with several of our students, and this allows us to have that capacity. Item 2.09, consideration to approve their agreement with Youth First. Uh, very pleased to be able to ask the board's approval of this. This will complete uh, a cadre now of social workers in each and every one of our 40 schools in the EVSC. Um, and we appreciate the partnership with Youth First. Naturally, they also have to raise funds in order to help us provide social work in our schools. And, and EVSC is somewhat unique in that we have a mix of EVSC social workers as well as Youth First social workers. So um, this is a pretty cost-effective way of making certain that all of our families and all of our schools now have access to tremendous uh, services that social workers provide. And we are using the ESSER 3 funds then to pay for this very needed service. And for clarification, when you talk about kind of this mix that is unique, both EBSC and Youth First, um, really what that deals with is the funding source of those social workers, the actual social workers, the work they perform, the support they provide to students and families really doesn't look any different from school to school. Correct. Yes, we, we don't expect it to look any different. Uh, sure. And folks, I don't think families should be concerned. Is this an EVSC social right. worker or youth first social worker? The reality is, is that they are providing access to tremendous services that this community provides for our families. Well, and we're so fortunate for that student support team to have that counselor, school counselor, and social worker now in each school so they can really provide services for the students or to help support families who may need support as well. Absolutely. And then the last item under consideration for consent was the advised agreement with IXL. And that is a program that uh, many of our teachers have found to be very beneficial for them. And actually, uh, the initial contract was approved uh, just in August, but uh, because our enrollment numbers are up and uh, has also shifted a few of our schools, then this reflects that, that the additional need uh, because of uh, some enrollment growth and some fluctuation. Okay, and that wraps up all of the consent items, and that takes us into, as you always say, kind of routine, the personnel recommendations. Yeah, personnel recommendations are there for your perusal uh, at your leisure. And uh, we did hire a head softball coach, Justin Wilkie, so happy to have uh, Justin with us. And uh, we'll be... Now the coach at North High School. Okay. And just to clarify, too, when we look at that, there's certified, there's classified, just in case you weren't familiar with that, certified re, uh, refers to anyone with a teaching license, classified are those positions that do not require a teaching license. So there's that distinction on that. And then uh, moving on from personnel recommendation, action items last night. And you want to just summarize what this was because this was a public hearing. It was conducted by our school attorney. Um, but talk to us about why this was on last night's agenda. Certainly. We actually, in the action items, we had five action items last night. Three pertain to public hearings specifically for financial type of matters. Uh, item 4.01 was specific to the school budget. So state law requires us to have a public hearing specifically for the school budget for year 2022. And then also to incorporate the capital projects uh, fund, which is for the years of 2022 through 2024. 
And then finally for the bus replacement plan, which covers years 2022 through 2026. So that was one of the hearings that we had last night. We combined it also then with 4.02 and 4.03, since these are all financial public hearings. And uh, Pat Shoulders, our attorney of more than three decades, I think did a masterful job of of helping everyone understand what uh, the purpose of the public hearings was for, as well as the format. And we alluded to this when we started uh, about a month ago or so, that formal budget process for approving the next budget for the EBSC. Yes. Item 4.02, there is always a requirement for a public hearing anytime you ask for additional appropriation. We uh, needed an additional appropriation for debt service because once the debt schedule had been established and entered into Form 9 on the Gateway Portal, which is where the public can go to access any of our financial forms, then we had additional an additional debt service schedule that came in after the deadline to post that. Uh, we do have the funds for this. We just, frankly, need the uh, permission to spend the funds that we do have for this additional debt service. Um, so this is really, if we do it outside of the budget process, it's about a six-week uh, turnaround time. So we have incorporated this within our traditional budget process. And then finally, uh, 4.03, public hearing on additional appropriation for the 2021 general obligation bonds, very apropos for what I just mentioned with the uh, additional appropriation for debt service. So those three public hearings were combined, and individuals could speak on one or all three of those. Uh, We will enter into the record their choice. And we did have five patrons that came forward last night that spoke on uh, the topics of the public hearing for 4.01, 4.02, and 4.03, and that will be reflected in the minutes and in the public record. And then 4.04 then is to adopt the additional appropriation and bond resolution for the 2021 general obligation bond. So that is a resolution that then was approved by the board last night. And then the the final public hearing, 4.05, is a relatively new public hearing. It's required now by statute, and it is uh, required before you begin formal bargaining with the uh, with your teacher association, and in our case, with the Evansville Teachers Association. So that was also held last night, and we had three patrons that came forward to speak on the topic of pre-bargaining uh, or pre-formal bargaining with the Evansville Teachers Association. And um, in my comments last night, I said I welcome the opportunity to begin negotiations with our teachers uh, association. We also uh, have begun uh, negotiations with our Teamster groups. Uh, we're required by state law to not have formal bargaining with our teachers association until September 15th. No such law exists with our Teamster affiliated uh, groups. So those conversations with Teamsters are going along very well. And uh, we're excited and looking forward to having uh, contract conversations with our teachers association. This is the first time uh, in my tenure as superintendent that we have an appreciable amount of funds that we can actually provide our employees for increases in compensation. And we are excited to be able to do that. Definitely looking forward to that. And, you know, I do think it's interesting. Of course, we throw around the term statute. That just means law, basically. But uh, some people may have may have wondered, you know, why wouldn't you start 
bargaining with your teachers earlier, but very interesting that law stipulates you can't do that. As anxious as we are to get started, you can't do it until you have this hearing until September 15th then. Yes, that law was amended in the last decade, and it, it has a definitive start time as well as a definitive end time. And you can only formally bargain in that very narrow window of time. Uh, and that puts a lot of pressure on the the district as well as uh, the association. Um, I'm not going to suggest that I'm in favor of that particular law, but we will certainly abide by it. And I understand the intent is so that negotiations don't drag out over months and months and months. Sure. I realize that's the intent. Sometimes well-intentioned laws also have some consequences that perhaps are not that great too. And one of those is, you know, we want to simply put forward the best working conditions for all of our employees possible. That's why there's been a tremendous amount of work leading up to the September 15th start date. But we also want to have a very collaborative process. And sometimes that's difficult in a very constrained and short period of time. Sure. Okay. Well, great way to summarize that. And really, that takes us to the end of the meeting. So um, typically, we'll say kind of a routine meeting. This one was a bit different because of the requirement to have those public hearings, which went very well. So uh, I think the meeting lasted about an hour. We had a short um, session before for town hall, as we do before each school board meeting. So appreciate those individuals coming in as well. And I think this is a wrap. So appreciate you taking the time to go through uh, and share your thoughts and recap on last night's school board meeting, Dr. Smith. My pleasure. 